0: Well, and welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly. Uh, in case you're uh, not aware, there is a, a crisis on at the moment. And a few weeks ago, the government announced schemes to help employed people who will receive up to 80% of their salary if the employer is not paying them. And there's been pressure on them to bring in something to help the, the millions. I, I believe there's up to 5 million self-employed people in the country and people who are uh, working on self-employed contractors, they're con- they're they're just contract workers rather than employed on PAYE, or you know all sorts of people who work through companies and and people that uh, are not directly employed by an employer. And there's been a lot of pressure on them to help those people. And we've seen videos on TV of people saying, "Well, I'm self-employed, and my work stopped last week, and I've got any money." Um, so now this long-awaited scheme has has been launched today by the Chancellor, uh, Rishi Sunak, and it's a scheme to give aid to self-employed people. Uh, However, there is a possible sting in the tail that could mean that uh, there will be future changes to, as he put it, to equalise the taxation between self-employed and employed people, who, who he perceives as paying more tax, or a higher rate of tax even said, and, and that could cost all of the self-employed people money in the future, whether or not you take advantage of this, uh, this aid that's coming out. So let, let me explain in more detail. So first of all, he's, he's announced this scheme today to give relief to millions of self-employed people. It's kind of aimed at the, uh, the 3.8 million of the 5 million self-employed people who earn under 50,000 pounds. Uh, now, we don't know the full details of this scheme yet, so, so, so th- th- uh, different rules and, and regulations will follow, and qualification rules. But basically, the scheme is going to give a grant of up to 80% of average taxable earnings over the last three years. So they're going to take three years earnings and average those out, and it will be paid for three months up to a maximum of £2,500 per month. Uh, and, and this will not be paid immediately. It will not be paid until he thinks the 1st of June at, at the latest. He said they, they would try and get the payments in earlier, but he doesn't want to promise something he can't deliver. And uh, and it will be paid as a grant by the 1st of June, effectively backdating it to, to March. So March, April, May, but paid at the end of May, early June. And and this will give give people some relief if they're self-employed. Uh, Now, you might say, what are they going to do in the meantime? Well, the benefit rules have been changed to allow people to apply for benefits paid through universal credit. And the self-employed can also apply for the business interruption loans through the banks. Although, as I have pointed out to you uh, in the last few days, and I'm putting the the, the helpline number on on my blog on MoneyTipsDaily.com. That this this line is, is not only very busy, but it doesn't seem very helpful. I couldn't even get through to a human after pressing this button and that button and then getting cut off. Uh, and this was like after 20 minutes of hanging on. Uh, and the banks we know are not geared up for this yet. The banks are on, in no way near ready to, to deliver this this new package uh, because it takes time to launch a scheme, doesn't it? You can't just, you've got to get all the, the paperwork in, in place, all the agreements, the, train the staff. And and you know I went into my bank the other day. There were two members of staff there. One standing at the door saying, "Right, only two in at once." And no, you can't. Go. I want that old man. He he's in first. And the guy said, well, "I'm not even waiting to go into the bank." You know. And then there's a, a one lady behind the counter, and they're not sitting down with you anymore. If you've got a problem, they won't sit down with you in an office to sort out a, an issue with your account. And uh, so I, I I don't know where. They're going, they're going to be able to sit down with people and, and talk these things through. Perhaps it will be just done remotely. I, I really don't know. Uh, but any most loan job I, I've been involved with does involve meetings, and certainly meetings on the phone. So, but that that is available. Uh, obviously, these things take time to come through, uh, and you know, the, there's also the deferment that of tax that will be during D- July will be deferred until next January. So, the self-employed people who pay tax in January and July won't have to pay the July payment. And there's other help through, uh, you know, mortgage holidays that have been announced, um, the fact that people who are renting cannot be evicted if, if the, the landlord serves an eviction notice during this three months. So um, effectively, they can say, I'm not paying my rent and there's not much the landlord can do about it. Uh, so so the, there are other schemes to help. Uh, but but let, let's face it, if somebody... Is I mean everyone should think of themselves as a business. If you're self-employed, you are in effect like a business, okay? And you must, as a business, you must have some reserves. Even local authorities have millions of pounds of reserves. They plan well ahead. You know, local authority could run for a year. Most local authorities could run for a year, even if anything, if everything caved in, they could still run because they've got millions of reserves. I say, what do you need all these reserves for? It's too much. But they've got reserves. Large companies, successful companies have reserves and and self-employed people. And if any person should have reserves, any person should think of themselves as, as a business and plan ahead and have some sort of reserves. Because, you know, if you're just living week to week, then something's going to always going to go wrong and you'll always be, you know, catch playing catch up. And people say, well, I can't save. I haven't got any money. But people are out spending money on consumer goods all the time. They've always got the biggest TVs. Now, now I know this because I was, you know, I wrote the book on this. Yes, money can buy you happiness. I was a financial advisor for 25 years working in banks. And I know that uh, people that earned even a small amount of money, I, I found could save if their mentality was right. They could save more than people earning maybe 10 times as much as them who just earned a lot of money and spent it. So there's always a way you can save and economize. And and put something aside before you buy all of the the new cars and 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 take out loans and buy the biggest TV. I mean, the people who had the least money always had the biggest TV. It was like a, a there must be some formula: less money, bigger TV. There must be some correlation, mathematical formula there. Uh, now, but I would even argue: should should people be forced to to save through salary deduction until they've built up a buffer? Of, of six months salary you say oh that can't be why that's that's against the rules you can't do that why, how, why should you be allowed to do that well in fact we already save through deduction don't we? we we already save for pensions national insurance contributions saves for the old age pension work-based pensions forces people to have payments deducted from their salary to save into their pension so there's always been the way even people in company schemes uh where where You know, they're normally deducted from salary. Okay, you can opt out of it, but most people don't. So it's almost as if if we didn't have this money deducted from our salary, then most people would end up at at retirement with nothing. And, you know, isn't that true? Most people, the majority of people, even now, the majority of people reach retirement and have got nothing. or have got very little to live on. They're they're dependent on the state. And, and, And so perhaps the only way to do this in future would be to to when people start work is to keep a portion of their salary maybe 10% of their salary and that goes into an account and that's therefore an emergency buffer now look this is never going to happen right Um, but it's just a thought that what I'm trying to explain to you is that most people and I've been banging on about this in my book for years uh, most people don't save even for those emergencies let alone for longer term things like retirement now I know that everyone has problems and I've had you know families to bring up and all the rest of it. And I've had situations where you think, how can I ever save? But you can, there's always a way of saving amount. Even if you start off with one or 2% of your net income, you put that aside. It it is possible, believe me, uh, with the right planning, with the right allocation, with looking at what, what money you've got coming in, where it's going by doing a spreadsheet, as we explain in the book as well, you can always save because, you know, if you don't do that and, and you don't have some money put aside and, and obviously from saving, it would then lead on to what are you going to do with that money? You need to invest it to get a, a greater return than you can get from the bank. Uh, but let, let's face it, if you don't do that and you don't have s- some savings and, and, and be able to have some form of passive income through savings or through starting a business or investing, then you're never going to get out of the rat race, are you? You'll always be working. You, there's no way that you can ever stop working if you if you haven't got some kind of savings. Now, there are different ways of doing this. You can have a business. Um, if, if, you know, people perhaps think of their, their savings as in investing in their business, investing in themselves. And and this is why a lot of self-employed people go self-employed. They want to build a better life for themselves. So there's always a way of doing this. And, you know, I've explained over the last few days that if you can't do a physical business, maybe you can do some sort of online business through Amazon trading um, or, you know, all sorts of things. I've got one person here on online here. Uh, a lady from Vietnam says, I can survive until Christmas. So she's obviously someone who plans ahead, has has some money in the bank. So you earn some money, you put some aside, you spend the rest. Uh, and, you know, don't don't think you can't do it. I've seen thousands of people do this over the years. I've interviewed thousands of people as a financial advisor, and I know that it can be done. I remember one young couple, they're in very low paid jobs, perhaps what you call a minimum wage jobs. Or in those days, there wasn't even a minimum wage. They saved their money. They had savings. They've managed to buy a second home and then they bought a third home. Then they buy by, you know, investing in a property. They managed to build up a bit of equity. They, they then sold that and bought another one and then remortgaged that. You know, there's always a way of doing these things. And and believe me, one worked as a sort of a concierge in a, in a club somewhere in London. The other lady used to do cleaning jobs. And yet they were able to, to, to build up some wealth for themselves. So when it, you know, they're nearing retirement now, I know that they're going to be comfortable in retirement and they're they're already planning ahead, so you know there's there's lots of ways you can make extra money. If if you if you your income is really that tight, then have you thought about maybe starting an online business or getting a second job or cutting out something that you don't need? Look at your direct debits, and that, believe me, that's the only way out of this this rat race. And you know if you look at my blog, I'll talk about things like um, learning how to trade online or perhaps taking what you have as a physical business now and, and launching it online through through things like Amazon trading. So if you're interested, get in touch with me, Charles at charleskelly.net. So so there you go. Um th- this scheme has been announced by Rishi Sunak. And you know and, and it's a good scheme. It's it's unprecedented. It's it's the government really putting billions of, of taxpayers' money in a way into into helping the employed, the self-employed and, and all the vulnerable people in our society to get through this this coronavirus. And remember how lucky we are in the UK Because in many countries, they don't have this safety net. Now, this lady here from uh, uh, Vietnam, do they have a safety net like this? I've I've been reading about other countries like Thailand, which has cases that have no safety net whatsoever. In India, they've locked down, you know, a billion people. They told them to stay at home. You can't go out. I've seen videos of them going around with canes, whipping them on the backside uh, like like a school teacher's if people step outside in the street. Uh, And yet these people have no safety net. Uh, so let's be grateful for having something in the UK where we have safety nets and, and we have some some kind of system of benefits. We have free health care. We even have food banks if you're really desperate and, and we have the benefit system which is there to protect people. So I think in this country we are um pretty lucky in a way compared to to, to billions of people around the world. So so thanks for listening and uh, have a have a great evening. Thanks for tuning in for all those people, Ronnie, Tracy there, uh, and Carly, Lorraine, Jane, Mustafa. Thanks for tuning in uh, on on Facebook Live. And check out my blog, MoneyTipsDaily.com. And and, and have a great evening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit MoneyTipsDaily.com.